Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. The brothers, for you and I to live for the kingdom of God, it's going to require a, a perspective shift, a new way of thinking, a new mindset. What in the world would it mean to pray, Thy kingdom come? Seek first the kingdom of God. Know that your home is in heaven and live as if that's your goal. What we've done in the past simply can't be done anymore. That we lived our life in a certain manner because it was basically a Christian world, a Christian culture that we're living in. That time, those times are over. It's not enough to be a believer. It's not. You, it is not sufficient for you just to believe and that's it. You cannot be a believer. Being a believer leads to being a follower. Instead of all these things we're worried about that consume our thoughts and our minds, instead of using your mental energy on that, instead, seek his kingdom. What in the world would it mean to pray, thy kingdom come? Ladies and gentlemen, today is Tuesday. Welcome to Kingdom Culture Conversations, and I'm, I'm excited to welcome back Jessica Gake, who is the Director of Curriculum Instruction for Northwest Christian School's online program, and Samantha Maston, who is the Assistant Superintendent and Middle School middle school Principal. Thank you guys for joining us again. Sure. Good to be here. How's summer? What's what's going on in your summer? Where, are you guys, do you have any plans, any vacations, any destinations that you're looking forward to? Someday. Someday. I have three I have three young children. Yes. So that is always the thought of even going out of the house for a day and all of the pack and plays and diapers and all the things that we have to bring with us is a little daunting. Well, Plus twins you know, too. I, yes, I do. Yeah, a three year old and two nine month old twins. But um but then also we're a little busy with the launch of our new program in August. So working yes. working a lot this summer too. Well, and, and we should mention that the, the Northwest Christian School Middle School program is launching online this fall. Yes. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah. And then how far out is the high school? Uh, soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've talked about, you know, ninth grade the following year. And then we'll kind of have to see how fast we can get 10th through 12th grade up. We'd love to launch it as quicker, sooner than later. Um, it just depends on, we want to also offer the same quality yeah. that our ground campus has. And we get into high school where it's very specialized courses and um, rigorous and we have honors components and we have different pathways that students take. And so there's a lot, I mean, how many, you've told me before, yeah, how many 72. in 72 there's courses, 72 unique, unique courses in our high school. So yeah. And those make, are year long. Some of them are right. semester, but most of them are year long. Most and so well, you're talking about 36 weeks of content per course. Yeah. Now, yesterday you mentioned that you developed 9,000 lessons yeah. Yeah. For elementary. so what's the hold up <laughs> yeah, 72 right. courses right. come on <laughs> well <laughs> well and when it launches we'll make sure of course that you know, we talked about if some if everybody's listening yesterday, um, that quality. I mean, we're preparing yeah. kids to take the ACT and for right. college entrance, and so the stakes get you mm -hmm. know to be a little more um, serious. And we'll make sure that when we do launch it, that the product is 
is in line with our ground campus and what people have enjoyed for many years here. Yeah. yeah well, great point. We and, do have interest though. So we are, yes. we know people are interested in, yeah, in that as an option. Been, and so we're, and we're and, as Samantha likes to say, and I, I've stolen this quote from her, but I'm going to give it credit. I'm sure she stole <laughs> it from someone, but you know, we're going to go as, as fast as we can, but as slow as, as, slow we, must. as we must. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we're well saying said. two to three years fully for high school is where I'm at at this yeah. point, two to three years for, for fully all the way up to 12th grade. Yeah. Um, is where is what I think is realistic. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, well, that's good to good to know. So I want to a, a couple of questions. I want to challenge this paradigm a little bit. So a year ago, in May of 2021, the National Education Policy Center issued a report that was titled "Virtual Schools in the U.S. 2021," and essentially this was a State of the Union for virtual schools. In that report, they said that at the time there were a total of 477 full-time virtual schools in the United States, and that, at least as of the 2019-2020 school year, these nearly 500 schools enrolled, get this, 332,379 students in K-12 public schools online. This would mean that each school enrolled an average of nearly 700 students. An additional 306 blended schools in which instruction takes place both online and face-to-face, these enroll uh, about 150 thousand students, which is just crazy. Now, that same month is is the May uh, 2020 report from NEPC Education Week, which has a track record of being unfriendly towards K-12 online education options, put forward an article titled, Full-Time Virtual Schools Still Growing, Still Struggling, Still Resisting Oversight interesting uh, little biased name, perhaps, (laughs) for the title. Uh, A quote from that article says that for the last decade, the available evidence has pointed to poor academic performance across the sector. In 2019-20, the researchers found the graduation graduation rate in full-time virtual schools was just 54.6%. 30 points lower than the national rate. Less than 43% of full-time virtual schools with ratings by their state accountability system were deemed acceptable. Uh, Those findings mirror years of academic research and journalistic investigations that have consistently pointed to a pattern of atrocious performance. Uh, And this is the quote from Education Week. Uh, And financial mismanagement in this niche segment of the nation's public education system. Wow. I, I would say warning to anyone who's pursuing online education. It is not easier it is a different way of learning. It does offer flexibility, but but it, this is not let's sign up to get the same result without putting in the same amount of work. Yeah, I mean, well it said. is. There are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. The educational process. Many are that are in education are familiar with the Socratic method of teaching, and that talks about a a bit of a rub, you know, for mm-hmm. students to to come to. Uh, conclusions or to gain academic knowledge that that there's 
there's a resistance that comes with that. And good teachers, even in a classroom setting, don't just give information because mm-hmm. there's no retention of knowledge with that. But they create that rub on purpose so that kids have to wrestle with content so yeah. that they attain it. Struggle so, is a yeah. natural part of the learning process. Absolutely. Well, and even I guess, in life. I guess the question <laughs> yeah. is, is the goal convenience? And so right. often when we turn to online solutions, the Internet-based you right. know, apps and what whatnot, we're looking for convenience. And there is no convenience strategy to, to shortcut educational no. outcomes. No. Yeah. Still you know, have to, it's just different learning. You still right. have to put the time in. Kids still have to put the time in. It's, it's not easier. So I would say that... I can believe these I can believe these statistics because I do believe that the why people sign up for online education has to really um, you know be solid before doing it and I would just recommend making sure that 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 this creative solution is a fit for your family mm-hmm. but that you have a schedule for students you're you yeah. know um, there's a lot of strategies it, you can employ to sure. make sure it's you know feasible but you know there's there's no passive learning in on in, in true quality online learning, no, um, and there's that. That's a great benefit to students who are going to have that foundation and those the the support at home to do it well. Um, but those who are going to struggle and don't have that support or that push from parents to like, no, you need this is a priority. You know, it can those gaps get wide really mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess the solution to, I mean, a big component within education, whether and Samantha, you mentioned this, whether it's on the ground in a classroom or online, is strategic engagement. Mm-hmm. How do we know that students are engaged in the learning process? Sure. And that actually, I think, becomes a little bit more challenging online than it does well, on the ground. It's, it's different because, you know, the, the term that we just use for just in a ground setting is just that individual accountability. And there's lots of strategies that teachers employ to make sure that kiddos who developmentally, you know, a 14-year-old, a 15-year-old, can they sit in a class that is, there's a lecture for 45 minutes and, day, and be daydreaming? Sure. That's, that's right. of course, a possibility. So having individual accountability um, allows, you know, for that teacher to make sure that the kids are growing adequately. And then, of course, the um, creativity with assessment, making sure that when a student is tested on content that they're proving that they're paying attention. So those things happen all throughout a lesson. And while it's done differently in an online platform, it's still being done. Yeah. But you there's have strategies. to engage in it. Yes. Yeah. And when it comes to online learning, there's a lot of I can get really technical here if you want, but um, well, let me, a little let me, bit. Let me well, simplify the question yeah. this way. So in I'm going to ask you in a moment to give me an example, but in the uh, classroom, we may, as a teacher, I may employ a cooperative, what we call a cooperative sure. learning structure, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's it's some sort of strategy that that I employ within a classroom, and and we most typically use Kagan cooperative right, learning structures right. in our yeah. classrooms. Yeah, there are many. But there yes. are many different forms of these For learning sure. structures, and that's where we make sure that students aren't daydreaming. Yes. That, that there is kind of a static. There's not a static mode. Of, of learning, right. but yet we're employing several different phases of learning throughout a single classroom yeah. experience. And so what does that look like? Can you give us an example of how does cooperative learning or student engagement look when it's online? Yeah, so there's a couple different ways that are, we do online learning and engagement. One of them is reducing cognitive load in the way that we organize um, the online programs or the online lessons. So we have a consistent format that we use um, so that 
students know what to expect, but that means that they don't have to use any of their cognitive brain power to figure out what am I supposed to do or where am I where am I going? What what's different? Um, they can focus strictly on the lesson. Um, so that's one one way that we kind of try to minimize that. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be like if when you <laughs> when you go into a, a physical classroom, if the the classroom looked different every single time you walked in. The first, your brain is first going to answer the questions of where do I sit, yeah. where do I find the information I need, where's my, you know, supplies. Uh, you're, that's taking up a lot of their brain power. So in the online learning environment, you also want to reduce that cognitive load of they know where to find what they need, they know what to expect. They have, you know, we have a regular way of organizing things that's similar. But then you also have, like, if the teacher in a ground classroom and a, you know, physical classroom did the exact same things every day then you have a lot of that daydreaming yeah. you have a lot you of that have to have novelty, so there's variety yes yep. um, if you search if you google the the cognitive load theory there's some really great short snippets yes. on it um, but you don't you want to make sure that when you have an, a lesson with an objective a content objective, you want to make sure that that objective stays at the forefront and kids aren't using brain space or brain power to try to figure things out versus because then the objective changes and it's more them trying to figure it out and they're not actually being able to master. Yes. And so that's essentially, and that that's applicable in education, but in everyone's life, you know, when there's, um, there's too many things that are, that are changing and, and distracting. Um, and then other engagement strategies we use is a variety of media. We have um, we've incorporated in the elementary program in our homeroom class. There's like brain breaks that we actually have built into. Hey, when you need a brain break, here's some videos on YouTube. Get up and move around. So we we try to we recognize that um, students are still students. They need to be physical. They need to get off the computer. In, in our elementary program. We actually have opted for physical textbooks in a lot of our subjects because we we know that students need that tactile experience um, of writing in their math book, writing in their you know workbooks instead of everything being digital. And so we have this combination of digital and physical, and we try to get them off the screen when it's appropriate. Um, we have some video lectures. We have some interactive components. We have. Um, activities, so they're writing or they're posting a video of their response or they're um, doing a discussion board to engage with other students. So we try to do a variety of activities, but within this framework and this organizational system that's consistent, so they know what to expect, they know how to navigate, and they're not spending all of their brain power for the day on what am I going to be doing, but they can really just focus on those components that are going to give them the instruction and engage them in the learning. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So I'm going I'm to take us back to that Education Week article, and, it, and that article continued, and here I'm quoting, the news from NEPC wasn't all bad. Blended schools tended to perform better than their virtual counterparts. The researchers found in virtual schools operated by districts or nonprofit groups tended to perform better than those operated by for-profit educational management organization. So this brings us to uh, NCS Flex. And, and I'm going to ask you the question, what is, how would you define blended learning and hybridized learning? These are two different terms that sound similar, but really the concepts behind them are, are very much unique. And well, let's start there and then we'll get into NCS Flex. How would you define the difference between blended learning and, and hybridized learning? Well, hybridized learning is usually when you have a 
I mean, and at least in higher education, you're talking about like maybe you meet in person one or two days, and then the rest of your learning is done online or in a different fashion. And so, so flip um, classroom, flip cl- yeah. yeah, that's one that's been kind of like a trend, I would say. Yes. And what is that? A, fl- a flip, flip classroom. It's when the student goes and uh, watches a lecture or reads the book on their own as their homework. And then when they come into the classroom the next day, instead of the teacher lecturing, the teacher's helping them work through their quote unquote, you know, traditional homework, but the teacher is there to provide individualized support. So I love that. It's yeah. home, traditionally homework is done at home and lectures are done at school. Yeah. Yeah. You it's flip flipping it. it. Yeah. yeah. And so the homework is done in school right. with the teacher. So the teacher is yeah. helping problem solve in real time. And flip flip classrooms have, I mean, that's that model I would say probably about eight or so years. Say, yeah. yeah, it's not it's, new. It's not new, and it's it's been around. But I mean, you know, you're always going to have those kiddos that maybe won't do their homework. Well, they're not going to go and learn the lesson, and and so any of these strategies, of course, work as long as you do it. Same thing with online <laughs> yeah. learning. It's like, true. well, it needs to be yeah. done, and there order needs to be for accountability. To Same work. as doing their homework is the accountability to watch the lecture. Mm-hmm. Um, That's kind of a trendy, I would say, in the last, you know. So hybridized learning. Now, years. now, what is blended learning? I, I would say that, that blended learning looks a lot of, of kind of what we're doing is that there's a, there is a, um, an LMS, a learning management system platform, as well as, um, you know, maybe an in-person type of thing. But I think that you when it comes to... What we're doing on the ground, right? Yes, yeah. it's similar to what we're doing. Like, but when it comes to hybridized learning and blended learning, um, those actually, there are probably a million definitions out yes. there of both yes, of those true. terms. And they have taken um, so many different forms. But I think that, like, I think that the importance of even what we're getting at is how does NCS define what this looks like yeah. and 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 I think we go back to just that ability to say hey how are you supporting my kids at home if we want ground campus and how can you be flexible if that's what I need at this stage of my life and how we define it as an organization we have landed the plane if you will on NCS plus being extension of the ground and NCS flex being um, an extension of our online program which I think will will like you know be our definitions of of those, those Well, terms. and I think the, the thing that I keep coming back to is I have, until very recently, I think I went almost a year without going into a grocery store because I order everything online and, and I pull up to the parking lot and somebody puts it into, to, you know, and I redeem all that time from, sure. my, from my schedule and education. And I'll point to another aspect of this too. When I, when I shop online, for example, if I'm on Amazon.com, um, I get online and as soon as I log in, they're pitching Sure. at me. They know what my search history has been. They know what my purchases have been. And so they really hone in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they, they, you know, they suggest to me things that they know I'm already going to want. They're, right. they're not suggesting things. And learning needs to be that same way. We need to be able to provide the convenience, the applicability of that, you know, um, fries, drive up, grocery shopping option. And at the same time, we need to be able to really specifically dial in on the strengths and weaknesses of individual students when it comes to what we can do online. Mm-hmm. And teachers have the same aspiration in the classroom. But right. when you employ tools such as we have in online learning, you really dial in from a technological perspective and, and have the ability to do that. So this this brings, and it opens the door now for the conversation 
about NCS Flex. What is NCS Flex? What are we, when we launch that this fall officially as an aspect of the NCS Middle School Online, Mm -hmm. and then we go back and and make this NCS Flex option available to elementary online students, what are we talking about? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go back, like start a little ways back. Um, back, I think one of the pitfalls that we see when people develop online curriculum is that people think, oh, well, you've been teaching that subject for, you know, 20 years. Surely we can just take your classroom and, and now run it out, right? <laughs> Jessica's laughing because, <laughs> because this is something that people think and, and My- absolutely, like, you know, you mentioned, you, you call it special sauce. I mean, the teacher is extremely oh, yeah. important in a classroom on the ground. And, the, the curriculum that's delivered on a ground campus is not the same as the way that we deliver curriculum for online. Yeah. So anyone, as a result of COVID or whatever it was, to, that tried to do that, you see numbers are grim that's because where that's where are. the frustration falls. And, and parents, you know, we're not expecting them to be professionals in the field of education. Right. And um, that, that was not a successful um, trial. And so for us, we look at, you know, we talked about NCS Plus, and that is just meant to be an extension. But people will often say, can we just do NCS Plus and not come to ground? And you and you can't do that. The curriculum's not designed and so that it's complete entirety. In the because way it it's is. missing the instruction piece. Yes. That's the big, like, differentiator there is curriculum. Sure. Solid curriculum is solid curriculum. And you've got, you know whether it's ground or online you've got the objectives you have the how you're going to assess those objectives you, your alignment to um, you know the standards or the overall goals of the course um, that's not going to change whether you're teaching it on ground or online no. um, but the way that it's the way that the content is delivered in order for the students to learn and be able to meet those objectives changes depending on the mode of Delivery, yeah. delivery, and what we see, and I, I know this all too well. My first job in instructional design and online learning was basically helping faculty um, take their courses that were on the ground, and a lot of them do just kind of dump it into the learning management system because they're being told they're required to. Mm-hmm. And then you're seeing them struggle with the way it's organized. You're seeing students not be able to find what they need. You're also seeing that students are not getting complete learning because the instructional components aren't there, like mm-hmm. the lecture or yeah, the, sure. the delivery. So yeah, it's very it's very different. But so that's why we we love that NCS Plus is an extension of you know of our ground right. campus. Well, in that same way. Um, we we want to say, okay, our NCS online program, can it exist in its entirety the way that it is designed? Absolutely it can. You don't have to ever show up. You have to work with a facilitator that's hired uniquely for an online program. However, we believe that we have families that are requesting, look, we want this flexibility. So we want to be able to have curriculum delivered, students achieve, but we don't necessarily want to have to be at school every day. So is there a flexible model? And well, sure there is. They want to be engaged in the community here. That's yeah. the big thing we're seeing. Oh, parents want the flexibility, is... but they don't want to lose the community of Northwest Christian The schools. world doesn't need another online school. No. What the world no. does need is an online community and culture that, that allows for true community sure. and yes. fellowship to be yeah. formed. And and that that produces the opportunities mm-hmm. that that NCS Flex delivers. So yeah. what what sorts of items, if I'm an NCS Flex student in, 
NCS Flex student in your middle school, Samantha, mm-hmm. this fall, what are some of the on-the-ground opportunities that I might enjoy as an online student? Sure. So I'll make the point that if if families wanted to sign up for the online school, they don't have to participate in Flex. But once again, I believe that there are some that want to be in, in, you know, in, enrolled in online school, but then also want to be involved in some of those community building activities. So we have brainstormed and developed um, some, some new things, but then some things that are currently happening um, that students will be able to participate in. Um, some of the things are missions trips and chapels, our impact groups, which are essentially community building, you know, as an extension of chapel. Um, we have some missions learning efforts and community service things that, that students are able to do, some athletic, uh, you know, offerings. We do have things in fine arts and some school culture things and clubs and field trips. Um, we do have a section on the website that I would point people to if they're interested in possibly doing that. But basically, if you sign up for NCS online and you want to have a little bit more, that's some in-person offerings, and you happen to be local, then we are going to be able to offer those things. However, if you are in a different state and you just want to sign up for the online curriculum and not participate in in-person things, then that's fine too. But people that want that flexible model, then then this, again, is a creative solution, I think, for that to happen where they can have complete flexibility. And then there's no pressure. Like if they, if a parent travels maybe for a month at a time and a student is never on campus, they can continue on with their curriculum. But they don't, and they don't have to be on campus at all for a month or however long, you know, they, they choose to do that. But when they get back and they want to, you know, get back into community and build those things, they're able to do that as well. So I would say for the complete list, um, there's, you know, options online that you can yeah, we'll read through. But I mentioned some notes. of those. We'll do, a, we'll do a link. Awesome. But that just, I mean, what, what's the interest been in that? Yeah, that has been the highest level of interest. We see that when students are middle school age, you know, they're working with a little bit greater independence and they should be. That should be an expectation. Developmentally, that's where they need to be is kind of, you know, forced toward more independence. And so, but but parents, I think, recognize that they also want some level of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a level of um, socialization. And I think that if you're local, we can offer that. If you're not local, then you can get involved in, you know, community things in, in your area. And of course, we always encourage um, involvement in local church and things like that as well. Um, but but yeah, there's lots of, of fun activities I think kids can be a part of. I think it'll. It, it's been a really. It's actually been probably the greatest. Request well, and there will be aspects year. of the on, like you know, for example, we'll have uh, NXNW uh, Film Festival for online. If you're an on, online high school student in Bangladesh, you can participate, or the Come and See Crusader Creativity Journal, um, or the Crusaders Got Talent virtual talent competition there's sure. there's going to be a number of aspects for those online students that are separate and apart from ncs flex that anybody can do but yeah. it it really does open the door it sounds like for on the ground opportunities for online students yep. absolutely and this is the first wave of it too i think we'll continue to innovate and look to what opportunities we can provide year to year mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. i would say that if anybody's interested or if they have an idea just to reach out to me um, i'd be happy to entertain any conversations about creative ideas Awesome. Well, guys, thank you. This has been yesterday and today, two very illuminating conversations, and we're very, very grateful. And folks, thank you. We're very grateful that you chose to listen to Kingdom Culture Conversations. Uh, enjoy the, the rest of your June, and we'll, we'll talk to you next Monday. Take care. 
Northwest Christian School has made biblical worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.